with Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting. Butler County Engineer John Reinhardt tells Radio On The Go News that his department's focus this year will be on replacing several bridges in the county when the construction season kicks off. One project is a 150-foot slab bridge on Cedar Avenue near Austinville. That one's under contract right now. Then there's another one near Green, an 80-foot beam bridge that we have under contract. So those are, are looking at kicking off this spring. Then a couple other bridges for the March letting at the DOT that we'll know some more information about will be helping out in the city of Green. They have a dry run bridge that they'll be putting under contract here this spring. And then another big one is near Unverfirth Manufacturing, T55. We've got an overflow bridge there that we're replacing. Been a long time coming on that one, but it's a pretty interesting project. He describes more about the new bridge that will be constructed near Unverfirth. In that location, there's at least a 10-mile out-of-distance travel detour route if we close the bridge and don't provide some on-site detour. Well, there's you know some big farm operations in the area. We've got unreferred manufacturing. We've got traffic in and out of uh, the industrial park that uses T-55. So we're looking at putting a temporary a on-site detour. So we're building a temporary bridge beside the existing bridge so that we have minimum disruption to the through traffic. Reinhardt says last year their focus was more on repaving work in Butler County. Last fall, the Rudd Rockford Marble Rock School District was unable to field a varsity football team due to low participation numbers, but was able to hell a field a junior varsity team. Rudd Rockford Marble Rock Superintendent Todd Lichty tells Radio On The Go News he is optimistic about fielding a varsity team next fall. I've had a discussion with all the football players to see what the numbers are going to be, and we could potentially play a varsity schedule. You know, the kids were enthused about the season they had this year. It was the right thing that they played at a level they could play at. They had some experiences that they hadn't had before, playing kids at their level versus having to play up. So I think we did the right thing, and I, I can't tell you for sure, but we're hopeful that we'll have a varsity schedule next year. You know, we have a couple grades. Our seventh grade has five boys in it, so we're, we're a little worried about that when they get a little older. Maybe we'll have some and kids move in and the grades above and below them will cover them but you know we have lots of girls right now we're you know we're holding our own and and we're able to field teams and we're hoping we stay that way some schools across the state have struggled with staffing this year and lichty who shares his position with nashua plainfield says both districts are doing well keeping teacher and support staff positions filled in both districts we're doing well with staff and teachers you know we have a support staff that we need right now both districts if somebody wants to drive a bus we'd be entertained having you in and, and getting you through the process right now in in rmr we have the bus drivers we need and we have some subs and national really needs to get some new new blood in there we have some folks that are sticking with us that i think are looking towards retirement they they need some help we, we need to find some bus drivers Lichty says the RRMR school district saw an increase in enrollment this year of 12 students. The North Butler School Board this week approved the weather-related school cancellation makeup options for teachers. The options include completing required work on the AEA learning management system, taking a no-pay day, or using a personal day. This is a pilot program and can be changed back at any time. Yesterday morning, Franklin County Sheriff's Department arrested 26-year-old Dustin Holton of Clarion for possession of marijuana. For having no driver's license, Holton was later released from custody. Thursday night, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department arrested 59-year-old Mark Pomroy of Iowa Falls, who was wanted on a warrant for driving while barred. Pomroy was later released from custody. Researchers at Iowa State University are studying beavers and the dams they build 
to determine what impact they may be having on the state's fragile system of watersheds. The study's name is a question they hope to answer, Beavers, Superheroes for Water Quality. Billy Beck, an ISU professor of natural resource ecology and management, says it's still early in the three-year study, but they're already starting to see some fascinating results. We're not really saying that they're good or they're bad at this point. We just want to get some numbers on what exactly they're doing for water quality and water quantity. And for water quality, we're looking at do they trap sediments and other nutrients behind the dam, which uh, nutrients can be problematic in excess like phosphorus and nitrate. Beck, who's also an ISU Extension Outreach Forestry Specialist, says beavers were hunted to near extinction in Iowa more than a century ago, but have since rebounded. Some farmers and landowners may be annoyed by the nocturnal rodents because of the flooding caused by their dams. Flooding is often thought of as a bad thing, but when rivers flood, a lot of good things happen for water quality and water quantity. There's a lot of nutrient deposition on our floodplains that goes into long-term storage. It's a huge sponge that soaks up that flood velocity, preventing excessive downstream flooding. Beavers rarely just build one dam. It's usually a whole string of dams. So Beck says they're carefully testing the water in multiple areas. We're taking water quality samples from above. We're taking water quality at a a series of places throughout the dam chain, and then finally at the, the, the end of the chain. And we're sampling those for nitrogen or nitrate, phosphorus, sediments, and then things like dissolved oxygen and temperature, things like that. Early findings indicate that nitrate levels are being reduced by beaver dam chains at the rate of one to two parts per million. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you factor in all the water that runs through there and multiply that by the concentration, that's a lot of pounds of nitrate that are being removed uh, in that dam system. And then comparing that to an equal length of non-dam you know, that's a big reduction in that short of a time. The study supported by the Iowa Nutrient Research Center is looking at beaver dams in central Iowa, including along Prairie Creek near Fort Dodge and along uh, Canton Branch, which is near Woodward. Beck says there's been much more study in the Pacific Northwest of beavers and their impacts, especially on fish populations, but little is known about them in the agricultural landscape of Iowa. Monday, the Hardin County Board of Supervisors will consider a request to approve the county as the fiscal agent for the Hardin County Endowment Grant application for community economic development and will consider a couple of utility permit applications. The Hardin County Board of Supervisors meet Monday at 9 a.m. at the EOC training room in Eldora. Also from the uh, state, from the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, ice fishing shelters left unattended must be removed from all state-owned lands and waters by Monday, February 20th. The Iowa DNR says ice shelter owners are encouraged not to wait until the last minute to get their shelter off the ice. If a shelter falls through the ice, the owner will be responsible for getting it out of the water, such as a lake. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 27 and the low of 5 degrees above zero. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.